We are speaking to the one and only Hollywood gods and monsters. And as we say here in Montreal, uh, bonjour, uh, everyone. How are you? What's going on, my brother? Good, thank you. Not much, not much. I, I, I'm glad to, to have everybody here. And I have to say, uh, I don't know if it was you or somebody sent me the link to the promo video, which is about 20 minutes long. Right. It is terrific. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate you, man. You know, uh, so so let me talk about this, because in your press release, it talks about you're making a new genre of music. You're calling it smash up music. And for those of people that haven't heard it, you've got some rap, you've got some Van Halen, you've got some Def Leppard, you've got some Nirvana all sort of smushed together. And it's great. It really you, is. Man. It's fun. I mean, you could put that on in a dance club and just leave. And for the next three hours, people would just dance. That's yeah. what sucks. If we leave, here's what sucks about that. If we leave, first of all, we, we don't get paid and they don't get, to see, we don't get, they don't get to see us and probably won't be able to come back. But I hear what you're saying. Diggs did a great job yes. and, said, and, and, and said, so did uh, Seven. And literally just going, here's what we're going to do. And he set all this up and, and I'm glad you got to listen to it. Uh, I don't mean to make a joke out of that, but it is exactly like you said. It's like, we can't lose. Um, no. He's the mix master. Well, I mean, so that, and I'm glad you appreciate that, but you are right. So, so talk to me but, about this then in terms of the style, how do you present that to an audience? I mean, is it all sort of samples uh, stuck together and you just run a tape or, or do you play it live? Like, wait, 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 wait. did you say the style? Yeah. How, how do you sort of, <laughs> he's the style master, baby. Well, he is the style uh, it's, master. No, it's, uh, it's and all... By the way, Travis, pleasure to talk to you. You're a, uh, your your former publicist wouldn't ever let me talk to anybody in Steel Panther. So pleasure to talk to you. Oh, well, good, man. and I'm glad I get to do that. So it's a pleasure, and thanks for having us. Yeah, because it's a big deal for us, and, and to get anything we can get right now, it's like a new baby for us. We've all done our own things in the past, and now we get to collaborate and just do something that nobody's done yet. Yeah. And I'm just so stoked to be a part of it. So I'm glad you appreciate it as well. Yeah, it really is. So. Um, Diggity Dave. Can I call you Diggity Dave? Yeah. By all means, man. <laughs> I love that name, by the way. Susan. Uh, just don't call you. Well, Susan's my Susan. wife's name. <laughs> She's right down the hallway. Um, <laughs> so, so talk to me about this. Is this a project that you've had sort of stewing for a while and then Travis became available and you said hop on in? Or did you create this all together? We created it uh, together because it was just an idea, Mitch. It was just something that was kind of percolating. Uh, I had put it on the back burner. I had I started this with a very formidable, big, big couple of name rock stars and a rap star that are friends of mine. And it just never came to be. And then COVID happened. And then I just kind of like you know put it in my back pocket. After COVID um, was um, subsiding, I started like, you know, thinking about the idea a lot more. And I wanted to get back into music because I'd been out of it for a while. And uh, yeah. it, it, we, I just started assembling people that I knew would be perfectly fit for this kind of style of music because it's so experimental. And to get back to your other question, it's it's not sampled. I mean, the whole thing's being pulled off live. I mean, we are in wow. marathon rehearsal seven days a week. We're also recording a record. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we've learned every single nuance of every one of these artists that we're smashing together. And um, knowing that this was going to be somewhat of a complicated kind of a journey to find the right fit for the right job uh, and, and find the perspective where people could see the 30,000 foot view of what this is, it was a little it was a little tough but knowing we had to round it out and find the last missing piece before we could ever call it a band was trying to get travis in this and it was just such a long shot mitch because 
you know, we've grown up together. We everybody in this band has grown up with him. We all we all know him. We all lived in LA as, yep. as teenagers. So knowing he was in SP, it, there was no chance we were ever going to get him. So we were starting to look outside of the perimeter of Travis, going, who else is do we know that would fit the bill that has that kind of family vibe uh, that can throw down the funk and who uh, who would see the thirty thousand foot vision? And lo and behold, man, as fate has it. We're on the internet, and all of a sudden, we hear the announcement that he's no longer in Steel Panther. Complete, complete fluke, man. And this is literally, Mitch, I'm talking in real time. In the span of a week, when we're finally saying we're going to form a band, this is when this happens. And so when he came aboard, it became a band. That's when it became real, and that's when it was like full steam ahead. So, Oh, that's great. Um, of course, Travis, you, you left Steel Panther, and we know why. Your publicist said you can't talk to Mitch LaFont, so you said, well, fuck that. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> breaking the law breaking the law i'm out i'm out of this fucking thing if i can't talk i love to skid row i love skid row <laughs> um but uh, then talk to me about wanting to join this because you were in a high profile band you were doing you know you opened up for judas priest you do all this stuff uh talk to me about the sort of the challenge or the excitement of sort of building something fresh again and you know what it, it, it's like talking to you know to my to my wife about this it's, it's like every day i wake up and i can't wait like it, it, the past three days i've been in the room going all right what key is this and i have to you know, sort of thing write it down and i hear something different these are all the bands and, and and trust me you know and i appreciate that because you know yesterday i have a past interview it's like they're saying i haven't talked to my bandmates and i'm not supposed to talk about that but at the same time it was like i got it so I appreciate you letting that rest, and but I will answer that question. Um, I left because I thought that uh, I was just done. Um, yeah, with that, with, with everything, I and I knew that after COVID, literally, we were going to be gone on the road, and and I and being you know an old man, I mean this makeup is way tough to put on. You got to stretch skin and dip. there's all kinds of things, oh, all shit. these sprays you got to put in your biscuit. So, but but here, but here's the thing: it's like literally, it's like. I go, wait a second, you know, Diggs and Chris, well, I like to call her seven. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, uh, they. so I saw this on Facebook because I don't do much social media, especially after that. I didn't want to have my heart broken by by disappointed fans and, and me choosing to just diss one band and join another. Like, it wasn't like that at all. I planned on retiring. And a couple months later, I didn't know their pattern or what, what they were going through, what they were doing. But they found out, and 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 I've known these two creatures for such a long time, and I've adored both of them. Um, and I did see that they were doing something, but I I didn't I didn't think about that seriously at all until I got a phone call, and and between the two of them, it was a you know message and and things like that. I'm going during this time. I have to say that I did after I just go. Here's what I don't. Here's what I can't. I, I just can't. For my health and my mental, I can't just be gone this much because I've just started something with my wife, you know, um, um, during COVID. So, but this isn't going to be a long tour or anything like that. I was, I was just, you know, I felt like I needed to just stop and um, take care of myself and also um, uh, be there for my wife. Um, I know that sounds all cheese nutty because I like to fuck. 
<laughs> but well, now just my wife. He said that. Can I? Can, can you say fuck on here? You, you can. <laughs> and and the the irony is that once you get married, that doesn't happen anymore. Trust me. <laughs> it's been twenty years. It's just... But you know what? I didn't plan this at all. <laughs> and I've known these two for a long time, and the guitar player for a long time, Brian. And they're just. This is the like a family that I've had for such a long time. Even though you know, with my last band, it was like we became that for sure. But I, uh, you know, it, it just for whatever reasons, and again, I appreciate the privacy because, again, I want to talk about this project and yeah, not I even a talk project, about this project our too. Band, I mean, our family. And when when uh, I started getting tunes, I'm going, nobody does this, and I've always wanted to work with with uh, Diggs. And it's like, and I know his TV career and everything like that, and he, we we both share the same uh, friends in LA and things like that. And I was always too busy to do something, but. I'm like, wait a second. When I when I go past my mansion to these two rooms, um, all the hundreds of guitars are there. I'm just kidding. I don't live in one, one mansion. I still live with my mom. She's in the background. But you know what? I did. I, like, I, I go. What do I do with all this stuff? And 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 after I just go, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And I would wake up early in the morning and not sleep at all at night. And doesn't have to be i don't have to be done and once i got all this stuff as one it's like i just feel like a kid again and 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 it's amazing what um what Diggs has done and who he's put around this and to be a part of it i'm honored and, I, and again i just feel like oh wait a second this is this is amazing so i'm not taking anything away from everything that i've had and i'm so thankful and grateful um in the past but it was just time for me in my life to just do something different and uh, i appreciate you just taking that answer and uh talking yeah. about this amazing these two amazing creatures <laughs> yeah, absolutely and and quite frankly yeah, what we need to ask about uh, diggity is the fact that he was in shake the faith uh, america the violent came out in japan in 94 but tommy thayer of kiss was in there so we have to talk about that at some point. Yeah, Tommy Thayer <laughs> and uh, Kenny Queens, who went on to uh, beautiful creatures, creatures, and Alley Guns, uh, Xavier, who went on to be the drummer for Buck Cherry. Uh, we, had, we had a lot really? of guys. That was yeah. Xavier Muriel, who went on he to play on fifteen. He didn't play on our record. He came in right after Danny Parker. Parker, okay. Band. Yeah, Xavier took Danny's place. Because I'm literally Danny staring left. at your demo tape here with the. Uh, Shake the Faith demo tape, P.O. Box 46125, Hallowood, California. North Hollywood, right? Yeah, see North Hollywood. Yeah, hey, hey, by the way, I got, I got, I got to cut you off, Diggs, for one second. Go ahead, baby. The moment I went to L.A., the time that I did, uh, 94-ish, I, I went to FM Station because that was the cool thing to do, you know, you know, at that time. And I heard this band... And I could not believe at that time, Diggs, it was it was number nine. Yeah. And and uh, and I, I just couldn't believe how fucking great they were. And I was I was thinking, going, I'm going to record this, go back to Cleveland and I'll be such a big deal. It'll be, it'll be great. <laughs> I, really, I thought they were that amazing. And now it turns out that, I, you know, through all these years, I've been friends with them and now get to work with half the band plus the beautiful creature over here. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> So I didn't mean to interrupt you, Diggs. I'm, I'm sorry about that. No, but I'm, I'm glad to hear about Xavier Muriel because when he joined with uh, Stevie D, Buck Cherry, and they made that 15 record, saved a career. 
It, it really did, man. I mean, he is, he's such a monster player and he's such a monster human being. Um, you know, we, I've just, I've had the pleasure in my, in my uh, musical journey to play with some just amazing guys who, who weren't just uh, amazing guys on stage, but off stage too. Their moral compass was so strong and uh, they've led very moral lives. And I, you know, I throw Xavier in there with some of the best guys I've met. And uh, there's another little twerk to this story that we haven't said in any interview is we've actually started a band, me and Travis with Vic Fox playing drums and Brent Woods playing guitar. Brent and it lasted awesome. all about two weeks. And then we all got <laughs> pulled away to do other big projects. I got a thing on MTV, another thing on before I started Pin My Ride and all this stuff happened and it just was never meant to be. But me and Travis would run into each other at airports across the United States randomly. We would just see each other at the bar every time we were flying somewhere and we'd hug it out and he'd be with Ralph and, and uh, you know, and Russ or something. And by the way, you know, I love those guys, Mitch. I grew up with those guys from Steel Panther. Yeah. I love those guys with all my heart. Like this isn't, this isn't anything for me to like, to take uh, for granted. You know, I appreciate the fact that Travis has had this, um, this lustrous career with these amazing guys because they are great people. Uh, but like Travis said, it was just Agreed. time to bounce, you know? Uh, Russ so, Parrish is fantastic, and what he did with uh, uh, Rob Halford was terrific. And Ralph, he did that L.A. Guns album, Wasted. Ter- great people. Yeah, we, you know, just I honestly don't guys. like their publicist. I think he's a real dick. But, <laughs> but you know. aren't they all though? Aren't they all? <laughs> yes. There's no. There's no. Uh, there's no animosity, but love here. Yes. Uh, agreed. We, you know, we wished him the best, and we. You know, I've cheered for those guys from the nosebleed seats my entire life since we were teenagers, yeah. and I'll continue to do so Agreed. and fly the Steel Panther flag like I always have. And I'm hoping that they do the same for us because I know that Travis still loves those guys, and I'm sure that the feelings are mutual. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to get back to your original question, like yeah. Yeah, playing with Tommy Thayer was, a, was a, a, for me, uh, as a musician, was an eye-opening experience because the guy is who he is now, who he was then. He was just a, a formidable force of just musical prowess and and uh, knowledge and the ability to teach young guys like how the game works. He taught me the industry and he just, uh, you know, I owe a lot of credit to Tommy and I'm, I'm good friends with him. And, uh, you know, he's he's blessed to be doing what he's doing, but they're blessed even more so to have him in that band, you know. I, I, I don't disagree. I, I think he helped save that band in the sense that if they had not had him and just gotten some other random guy, it might not have gelled the way it did. And, and uh, Travis, I apologize to you. I shouldn't be taking shots at your publicist, who's probably your friend. I, I do. You know, you know what? It, 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 that, uh, I appreciate that. But at the same time, you have your opinion and, and I have mine. And you just let that go. It's OK. Yeah, I, I apologize. I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you, it's, it's, it's I appreciate not right. that. But you not, don't have to do right. that. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I won't but, hey, let me go back to Tommy. I won't Thayer. do it again. Go ahead. It's what a great head of hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, who I else could do that job, Diggs? I mean, the, the top, I mean, Chris, you seen well, Chris Seven. We go back and forth with it, but doesn't he have a beautiful head of hair? It really does. Okay. Oh yeah, a mane, a lion's mane. Yes. And <laughs> you are the hair product of everything going on. So <laughs> when I bring that up, and and, and you know, Diggs talks about that, I go. Man, who else could be? I won't say anything other than who else could do that job? The beautiful biscuit playing like he does and his humbleness. I I love that creature. You'd never know he was in that band. If you, you know, when uh, we were at NAM one, just like three years ago, 
and he was at coffin case booth signing autographs and he sent somebody over i was taking some pictures with girls and he sent somebody over there and i hadn't talked to tommy in 10 years and they said hey uh, tommy's signing uh, autographs over he wants you to come over and say hi when you get a chance and i go over man and it was just he's just the most humble guy I man it's like just uh, he's just the, the product of good parents and a good upbringing and he's just rich in currency about his uh the opportunity that was afforded to him and he that guy lives and breathes it every day and he, he understands it could all be gone tomorrow so he treats every day like it's his last and He's very he's, super nice. He's super that's what I got. That's why I wanted to continue yeah. with with that. With that, well, I just want to add also that he's exceptionally loyal. I mean, he started off with the black and blue and Gene Simmons records, and he just st- stuck around and stayed true, and then was given an opportunity, and he filled well in. deserved, well deserved, hundred percent. And you never you hear him bitch. You never hear him complain. You never hear him say Paul this or Gene. He just shows up, does his gig, makes fans yep. happy. Mitch, check this out. I'll even give you a caveat that's even beyond that. So yep. we got signed to Warner Brothers Records. And yep. Shake the Van, uh, Shake the Faith evolved to number nine because we changed our name. We were getting sued by this band from Canada, uh, Canada that had the name before us. And so we changed it to number nine. We got a record Not our deal. Fault. No, I, I, <laughs> I like Canada. I like Canada better. I like Canada. I, I, blame, yes. I, I blame the guys in Triumph. I think they're the ones who tipped, the, tipped those guys <laughs> off, man. So, you know, Rick Hammett, like, I got you. I'm coming for you, bud. Uh, but uh, so we get we get a record deal, man. You know, it's every kid's dream to get a record deal, especially you know we, we got signed by Seymour Steins and Sire Records. And Tommy has calls an emergency band meeting, and we were notified that they wanted Tommy out of the band because they said he's way too old to be with you guys. The kind of music you're playing it doesn't fit him because of his history of being with Black and Blue and Cold Gin and all these wow. other things. And we were like, look, man, he's our dude. Like, you know, he's one of the founding members of this and. Tommy calls an emergency meeting to say he's going to gracefully bow out of the band because he doesn't want to hold us back because of all the work we put into getting to where we were to get that status and then get a record deal. And he bowed out. He quit the band. Wow. And that's the kind of guy he is. But look who's laughing now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Really, man. Really? (laughs) He's a young buck. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Right, so, make it a bunch of bucks. That's funny because I yeah, talked a bunch about of bucks, man. And a winery and the whole thing. But yep. right, so let me ask you about this then. In terms of this new music, when do we get a record? When do we move forward? When does when do fans get to see the band on the road? Sort of what's the next step? Okay, so I'm going to take the first question. I'll pitch the second one to Travis and then Seven could take the third. So uh, the record. So we are currently recording a record right now. Obviously, there's going to be some logistical legal things because, you know, we're doing this. So mashup music consists of like two songs being forged together. We call it smash up because we, you know, we do eight to 10 artists in a single song. In one song, we have like 15 artists. Um, So we're going to have to thread a needle. But we, we figured uh, the best conducive way for us to move forward as a band, because we're doing this for everything that you open the segment with, trying to make people feel good, just to dance, just to, this, is, this isn't music to profit by, this isn't music to, uh, you know, because we're having a midlife crisis. We just decided we wanted to do music, man, and we wanted to bring something to the masses, hopefully, that could just make people have some lividity, like start living and appreciating life again without taking everything so serious. And all the haters out there, man, you're just you're just fostering all this bad ill towards Why? us 
Why like, are there well, haters? To, why are people hating? There's no reason they, to hate they you. They hate the music. Like, not everybody, of course, yeah. but you just got these people that are just, they're relentless and they just won't stop with the, with the vitriol. But it just really? fuels us even more. Yeah, because my target audience is that sector right there. It's like, that's who I'm targeting. I'm going after those guys because I don't want them to be angry. I don't want them to have hatred in their heart. Like, it's just music, guys. Yeah, don't take it so seriously. You can come to one of our shows and let go, and there's going to be a grip of beautiful women there, and there's going to be a party going on, and hopefully we can leave you with some kind of, like, moment of, of uh, unity where, that you yeah, haven't felt. But in there's the nothing to hate here. It's fun. Yeah. I, I mean, it was fun until their Nirvana came on, but other than that, it was perfectly fun. <laughs> Nirvana. <laughs> I love it, Nirvana. Uh, so, all the way to Nirvana, and I went, eh, all right. But then the, the Def Leppard was great. <laughs> Sorry. Some guys, some guys think that when we take their beloved Van Halen or their beloved ACDC and we smash it up like we do that we're butchering the song. But it's it's oh, not. I think they grow up. We're not the, out the, the Mean Street part was ACDC. fun. We're just out yeah. to. Um, provide some great tunes, the history of music, to celebrate it, to, uh, of all the genres of music, bring us all together, and just to have a good time. That's it. That's it's that simple. You know, two seven with that. It's like uh, coming from the Midwest. If you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. Right. Literally, right. you're gonna find something you dig, and it exactly. might not be your piece of you know whatever. But we got an hour and a half set. You're gonna find something you enjoy, whether it be you know visually or you just want to start dancing again and loosen up and just have a great time because again it's not going to appease to everybody so i agree with you girl i thought your treatment of uh, mean streets was was fun that's all it's supposed to be i love that your takeaway without us without us sending you any type of bullet points the way you opened the segment made me so fucking happy and proud because you get it man like it's not supposed to be taken out of context or so serious and you're not supposed to sit there and listen to it like it's a rush record which is so complicated musically. It's laden with all these amazing abilities. Our stuff is just supposed to lift you up, man, and just make you forget about your job for a day. Listen, or I'll tell you this. Breakup, you know, like, that's all it is. I'm going to tell you this. We, we started the, the Zoom a few minutes late because of some technical gremlins, and I had the private promo thing playing in my ears, and I was sitting there going, let him wait another five minutes. I want this to finish. <laughs> so so it was actually beneficial that it got so i, I don't understand it. listen if you're a fan of van halen or you're i'm a fan of def leppard and i heard what you Me were doing too. i wasn't That's insulted i thought it was terrific yes okay how can anybody not well uh, you don't have to get into that but into what does this pen maybe look smarter yes <laughs> well they the yeah, they had those too. But uh, so, as far as the record, Mitch, we're we're recording a record right now, fifteen songs, and we're gonna just give it away for free. We're gonna nice. we're not gonna charge. We're gonna do a digital download, and we're gonna give it away for free because we feel we want to gift back to the communities that we're gonna be performing in something that it's an offering for us to just go look, man. Not everything costs something. Not everything has a price tag on it. Some things are uh, affordable, and some things are meant to be free. And we're willing this to you because. You know, we just want to give you something like we right. want to give you some kind of like some charm and put some like light back into your in your life. Not everybody's running around being haters and trolls and all that. But for me personally, man, like I get that kind of message, those messages, DMs on Instagram and all this. And it just fortifies my opinion even more so that I'm on a personal core mission and a vision quest to just try to reach these people and, and try to shake them loose and go, bro, life's too short. If COVID didn't teach you anything, it, it must have taught you life's too short. Let's not. Be so serious about life. It's just mm -hmm. music. We're not trying to ask you who you voted for. 
what your political affiliation is, what your religion is. This is just music, man. So we're doing a record. It's coming out in 2022. And then I'm going to let Travis take the next portion of the question, which is what you asked about, like, what's next as far as playing and all that yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's, I think, you know, Diggs, I, I said most of it, it's, it's one of those things where you still get to watch people have smiles on their face and enjoy just what Diggs said, just music. And, and there's going to be that. And we, we expect it just because where we came from, what we did and, and what our past is, but um, it doesn't matter. We support each other and, um, and we are having a freaking blast doing this. So I said, fuck before we are having a fucking blast. Yeah. And I'm, I, I was having a great and, you know, time you listening had, to it. We have, we, we, with Hype, with, yeah, we have so many with Danny and, and with Brian. I mean, the whole cast that we have here, I was like, I couldn't believe how everything just kind of fit. And and I was fans of these guys when I first moved to LA, like I said, in in, in 94. Uh, And now I get to play with them. And no one's seven, what year do we meet, girl? 94, 95. Wow, we had a blast, her and I did. She knows we're just goofing. But, but, you know, so I've known these people for such a long time and now to be able to do this. And finally, it's just one of those things where, uh, I don't know, just fucking it, feels bitching. But I don't even understand the, the, the fan base if they're complaining. I mean, you've got a guy who's on Pimp My Ride. You've got a guy from Steel Panther and they're exact. They're expecting Jean-Luc Ponty. I mean, get, get yeah, the fuck I love up. that. <laughs> man, you, you are great, man. Jeez. Yes, really. I could do this with you all day, man. You're, you're uh, just the way you think is, is wonderful, man. I love your brain. Uh, yeah, it's just not, you know, it's it's not conducive for people to, one thing I will give them credit for is like, we're getting a lot of people saying like, I've never heard anything like this. I don't know what I'm listening to. I'm a bit confused. And that's somewhat of a tip of a hat because I remember when being a kid, when hip hop first came out, I, I couldn't understand what that was. Mm-hmm. I remember when country went mainstream and I was like, well, what happened to the twang and the, you know, singing about my, my dead dog and my, you know, long lost mm-hmm. wife leaving with my brother, like it became pop and all this. So the fact that I know that we're doing something that has not been introduced into the to the uh, mainstream blood, right. you know, bloodstream I right mean, now tells me that we're on the right track. You know, I, I will say this. If you want a comparison, go back to run DMC and Aerosmith and walk this you way. Yeah. And you've essentially taken walk this way and made it That's into an exactly, hour long tape. That, we just That's took it. that to the 10th power. That's it. To yes. the 10th power, man. And Mitch, we uh, so we were in, in Vegas recording all of us. And um, Hype, the rapper in our band, who comes from a very, um, um, just a, a very rich history of, of hip hop people like like Nelly and uh, um, Waz Khalif and people like that. And he he had some of his like hip hop guys coming in for this big convention. He's like, they want to swing by the studio and check out some of the stuff. Is that cool? And I'm like, yeah, tell them to come by. So these cats come through and they're like hardcore gangster rappers. They have the hoodies on and they're just, you know, you can just, they weren't very friendly and stuff, you know. They were just like, what's up, what's up? And I was trying to break the ice. So we sit down, we start playing some music and they're not doing anything. And I'm just going, oh, they're not digging it. All of a sudden I see their heads start bobbing and then they start doing this. They're all jumping up in the room and they're like, this stuff is fire, man. And then this senior leader of all these guys goes on to tell me a quick thing. He's like, in our in our hood, you know, growing up in St. Louis, he's like, there was one band that that helped hip hop more than anybody. And that was a band called Aerosmith. He goes, he goes, I don't know if you remember what happened. I go, yeah, of course I know the history of that. And he goes, well, they teamed up with Run DMC. He goes, and all of a sudden, every 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 kid in our hood was rocking Aerosmith t-shirts. 
He goes, and then it never happened again until Lincoln Park and Jay-Z teamed up to do that. And all of a sudden, all of our kids were now rocking Lincoln Park shirts. He goes, and now we feel in our community right here in this room that you guys are going to be the next band that does that. Where everybody's going to be rocking Hollywood Gods and Monster shirts because you're paying homage to something that we feel so passionate about and you're taking it serious. So, you know, that was a great, great, uh, just a, a motivator for us to say, man, we're getting upset, uh, accepted into the right lanes and the right communities are, are understanding what we're trying to do, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, listen, and I'll, I'll say it again and again and again. It's just fun. And you, like any music, if you don't like it, change the channel. That's it. Yep. There's no need. Yeah. Listen, and I'm going to say it this way. Bjork is a fabulous artist. I don't like Bjork's music. But why would I say anything negative about her? Exactly. She's a terrific artist. She does what she does. Doesn't appeal to me. That's fine. I'll go listen to Poison and she'll go do... But why do you need to badmouth it? You don't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, uh, it's just... Through the channel. Yeah, Change the I channel. Mean, I remember being backstage at the Nickelodeon Awards and I was seeing Miley Cyrus was coming down the hall. She had her like entourage and security guards and stuff. And she walked by us and me and Ludacris were there. And, and I just heard the just the most horrible, the horrible things you could say about a young person uh, when she was when she was out of the purview of people's vision. As soon as she was no longer there people just were ripping on her and we were i was talking about this with seven and i'm like no matter what you say about her music or her body of work you cannot deny that that girl is talented man Kelly cyrus is an absolute uh masterpiece or i mean it's the wrong word for a girl but you know what i mean she you're right no, started you're off right. in disney word, yeah. and everybody said oh it's billy ray cyrus's daughter it's just the the, the daddy's She's not daddy's anything. She's Miley Cyrus. She's a, yeah, an artist on her own for sure. Yeah. And by the way, okay. uh, since, since we're not using the radio station, says it says I have nine minutes left before we have to wrap okay. this up. Okay, so we'll, I'll let Travis tell you about like what's next, and then Seven can uh, follow up with like. No, uh, you know I'll switch that over. I want okay. I want Seven to say something. You've been quiet, girl. I miss you. Yes, pretty face. I have. <laughs> yeah, sorry um, about that. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, no, we're, we're planning on playing out. We should be ready. We're hoping to be ready to do our first show uh, after this month uh, in November. And I think that once we do that first show and people get an idea of, of uh, it, it brings home what this music's all about, seeing us all live on stage performing, you got, you got hype rapping and flipping all over the stage. I'm, you know, dress studio 54, glam, uh, disco ball rock and dancing and then you got gigs who's six foot five over here you know uh just singing acdc and lincoln park just perfectly and then you got travis slapping on the bass putting on his show and believe me he's going to be dressed to the nines it's just going to be a circus and i and i think that when people see that it's going to bring home the confusion of the music when they see it live so and really we, at the merch booth, will there be uh, Hollywood Gods uh, pens available? Will there, will there be? You, you yes. just started that, man. Travis, Travis inadvertently. Oh, oh my there, God, but... I'm embarrassed right now. I'm Dude, really embarrassed. I have to say this, you know, <laughs> I've known Seven for such a long time. <laughs> and it's like, and I, and I go to Diggs, I go, who's singing the girl parts? Like the, a lot of these songs are my favorite. When she's singing, I go, she sounds just like everything. And, you know, and, um, and and I could not believe uh, how amazing it is. It's so fun to have a girl in the band. It really is. <laughs> and and again, because it brings and a rapper and and a rock a fucking true rock star and playing locking back, you know, with Danny on the drums. 
it just brings everybody's going to be happy at some point. Uh, male, female, anybody who likes to have a good time. I think that's all I got to say about that. But again, you know, it, it's so great to have her in the band. And a lot of my favorite songs are the ones that she sings. Sorry, Dix. It's all good. Baby. Well, the whole thing, the whole thing's been fun. The whole thing's fun. Um, uh, I just lost my question. I had a question and it just ran out of my head. Um, well, anyway. Okay. Well, it's all good. I'll, 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 I'll jump in. and It's uh, the dementia as I get older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, you know, the, the, the vision that we have um, for this thing is we, we don't see this. This isn't like a band you're going to see at like some strip mall at some hub or something, you know, playing on a 10 foot Maybe stage. a strip club, though. Maybe a strip club. Now, that's, yeah, maybe a strip club. But not maybe a strip the ones mall. in Quebec. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, oh, yes, you do. Yeah. We uh, Shake the Faith recorded in Quebec. So, Yes. Uh, your strip clubs are amazing, man. Uh, but yeah, we, we are definitely going to, you know, we're building this thing out to be something, you know, this is built like Vegas. This is built for major markets like, you know, Miami and New York, Los Angeles, uh, Chicago. Uh, but we're going to play, you know, every place in between that people that'll have us that'll appreciate uh, what we're trying to bring to them and stuff. So we are definitely coming to a hometown uh, near you soon and uh, just give it a shot, man. Like just, don't come in with a heart at heart, like come in with uh, open ears. Um, ready to boogie. And, yeah, and ready to dance and ready to have a good time, man. And just, um, I promise you one thing, you will not leave there weighing the same weight that you did when you walked in. You'll lose 10 pounds at this show. So, uh, I fully agree. Fully agree. So there you go. Um, Hollywood gods and monsters. You're fantastic, Mitch. Thank you, Thank Brad. You, I mean, Mitch. you're one of the Mitch, best. I'm so glad to finally talk to you. And yeah. I apologize about all that stuff that happened before. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to apologize for. I mean, just we have a publicist that we didn't get along with. That's all. Hey, you know what? And you know what? Get us again when our record drops, or you're near us, or anything like yeah. that that uh, you want to sneak a peek in on. Yeah, I would just love to. Uh, I'd love to promote this band. I want to talk about this band. And uh, if you can ever set up appreciate it very Luda, much, Chris. I'm, I'm all for that too. By the way, thank you yeah. so much, brother. We really appreciate you, Mitch. Like you're. Uh... Yeah. Love your brain, bud. You're like you're you're dope as fuck, man. So yeah, this was. So for, I mean, the music's fresh. I mean, it, it. You know, it's too bad that that promo that I got to see. You're not sharing it to the world because I think people would just dig the fuck out of it. So. Maybe we. I think we would take your advice and do that, man. I mean, every time we do something like this, take a piece of away with us that we weren't thinking about because we're so immersed in making the pizza right now that we're yeah. stuck in the kitchen. So you saying that, and because I respect the hell out of you, man. Uh, it may be something that we actually do in the next week or so, and yeah. we will attribute it and give it credit to you, man. Because <laughs> there you go, appreciate you dropping that in our ear, man. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, Travis. Thank you, thank thank you. you and uh, there we go. We'll do another Last one time. when you're ready for uh, the release. For sure. Here, there you go. Be the first one. Merci, as we say in Montreal. Merci. Cheers. Bonsoir. 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 Bye -bye All right, let me stop the recording. <laughs>